Hi everybody, so I just wanted to give this disclaimer before starting my podcast that this is in fact my very first podcast, so you guys will have to forgive me if my sound doesn't meet today's standards. Okay, so today the title of my podcast is A Conversation for 20-somethings by a 20-something. That's right. My name is Tori White. I'm going to be orchestrating this podcast, and I am a 22-year-old college student. Being that I am only 22 and I'm very fresh in my 20s, you guys are probably wondering, what can I possibly teach you about your 20s? I am not going to say I'm an expert because I haven't been through the various stages that most 20-somethings go through, but I have done extensive research and observations and things of that nature that have equipped me with some knowledge on this topic But, like I said, I did not go through this myself, so I'm not speaking from personal experience, but speaking more from an aspect of observation. So, the first thing that I wanted to zero in on is the things that most 20-somethings are worried about in the beginning stages, or where 20-somethings usually are in their life. So, at the beginning ages of 20s, I would say between 20... 24, 25, wherever you fit. Um, Most students are, or most people are graduating college or still in college, finishing up their undergraduate degree and maybe looking towards master degree programs and, you know, kind of setting themselves up for what they will do with the rest of their life. In turn, there are also some 20-somethings who elected not to attend college and are just, you know, working right now and maybe working without a plan. I believe that an issue a lot of 20-something have, a lot of 20-somethings have is not planning their future. So, a lot of 20-somethings when you ask them where do you see yourself in 5 to 10 years, they can tell you an estimate of where they see themselves, but they don't really have a plan on how they will get there and reach these goals that they set. When most people think about the beginning stages of their 20s, they think about all of the partying they did and all the fun they had. Most people don't usually think about the struggles that they had to go through as a 20-something. And older people usually feel like 20-somethings don't have a lot of struggles, but I believe that is not the case. I believe a lot of 20-somethings struggle with finding their identity, being able to figure out where they fit in this world, figuring out who are their friends, finding people that they can make solid connections with that will be in their life for the rest of their life. Oftentimes, a big issue a lot of 20-somethings have is being able to try new things. Even though 20-something, well, 20 to 25, right now I'm just speaking about ages 20 to 25. So, Ages 20 to 25, that age group is very young and people would think that this is the prime time people choose to make changes in their life and do things out of the ordinary and I feel that is what should happen but based on um, a scale and research and observation, a lot of 20-somethings are not willing to change and 
when I say change, sometimes their life forces them to to change. So from that time period of getting your undergraduate degree to now being a college graduate, that's a time that life forced you to change and life forced you to make changes. But that does not necessarily mean that you have changed, if you understand what I'm saying. So your circumstances have changed, but you as a person may not have changed. And I feel like that's the issue with a lot of 20-somethings and the reasoning behind why a lot of 20-somethings are stuck after college, not knowing where their degree is going to get them a job, not knowing where, not understanding how the retail or restaurant or, you know, a job that is just a job and not a career, not understanding how that will take them to the next step. And 20-somethings also like to keep very few personal relationships and they like these relationships to be very close-knit. And I think that attests to 20-somethings feeling comfortable because these relationships that you have are most likely with childhood friends or people that you have met during your college years for the last three, four years you've been in college and that's still a level of comfortability. Sometimes you have to take yourself out of an element that you are comfortable in and put yourself outside of that element and try to find other things that you may that you may enjoy so right now I am kind of all over the place in this podcast so I want to get back to my first idea of planning so as a 20 something speaking from a personal standpoint I have goals on where I want to be in the next 5 10 and 15 years I understand what it will take for me to reach those goals, but I am not necessarily working towards those goals, if you understand what I'm saying. I'm in college, so obviously I would like to use the degree that I am working towards as my career path. But just because I'm in college and going through the motions and taking these classes does not necessarily mean that I am setting myself up as a person to be able to achieve those goals. Because before you are able to achieve something very great, you have to do something that takes you out of the state of being comfortable. You will never be able to achieve anything being comfortable where you are at. So with planning comes the topic of time. And time is such a relative topic. A lot of 20-somethings feel that since they are still young, they're only 20-something, they have all of this time and they have until their 30s and 40s to be able to start making these drastic changes that are necessary in life to take them to the next step. Yes, time is of the essence, but time will pass you by if you allow it to. So a lot of 20-somethings and millennials in general, and I'm just going to define what a millennial is and the ages and the birth years of a millennial. So millennials are people born between 1981 and 1996. So those are people ages 22 to 37. I know this is a podcast about 20-something, so the people aged 30 and 37 may not be um, specifically who I'm talking about, 
but they fit somewhere into the same category. So I feel like a lot of millennials and 20-somethings feel that they have nothing but time. So when they feel they have nothing but time, they tend to procrastinate and say, you know, I can do this later because I have time. And then when it's time for them to do the task that they put off until later, now they're rushing this task and they have no time left, but they still get it done. It's just a very rushed job. And most 20-somethings are satisfied with always being in a rush, always feeling rushed because based solely on the choice they made to procrastinate and instead of getting the task done now, waited until later, until there was almost no time left. And I feel like that's a big issue with both life, work, school, relationships, anything. Time will eventually run out. Procrastination is never a good thing. I can never find anything good coming out of procrastination. So, I mean, everybody, I would assume, knows what procrastination is. And everybody has procrastinated one time or another. But the reason I specifically pointed out this age group or this generation is because I feel like we are the people that procrastinate the most in this society. And I think it's going to be very detrimental to the world in a few years, being that 20-somethings who are going to be the next leaders of this country do nothing but procrastinate. So my advice to that topic is do it now. Not in a few minutes, but do it right now. Because after speaking to people that are age, you know, fresh in their 30s to age 35, they wish that they could go back in their 20s. Even though they may have been successful in setting their lives up in their 20s, oftentimes people wish that they could go back in their 20s and start earlier. They wish they wouldn't have BS their very first year of college so they could have graduated in four years and now they would have had a bachelor's degree by the age of 22, been able to work on their master's degree and complete their master's degree by the age of 25 and, you know, just doing things that will better your chances of being successful faster in life. So as 20-somethings, we're going to all agree that we are no longer going to procrastinate, but we are going to do it now. So doing it now also comes with making a feasible plan and having long-term and short-term goals that you need to achieve to heighten your chances of being successful in the area that you pick. There are way too many sad stories about people having to settle because their initial goal or their plan A didn't go as they thought simply because they did not take the time to plan how they will reach these goals. So they have to settle for plan B and even sometimes plan C. And that's not a way you want to live. You don't want to live a life of regret that you wish you could go back and do this and, you know, but everybody makes mistakes and... Building your knowledge is what's going to help you to work on yourself and it's going to help you to understand where you may have went wrong. But when you have somebody like me coaching you, you don't have to make the mistake. You can take my word for it and use this and apply it to your own life. 
to help you take your life to the next level. So after creating a very detailed, organized, and goal-oriented plan, my next tip for 20-somethings is to build meaningful relationships. And when I say meaningful relationships, I don't necessarily mean relationships with a person that you're close to. You can have a variety of relationships. And I feel like a lot of 20-somethings feel that all their relationships need to be on such an intimate level when that is not the case at all. It's actually healthier for you to build various types of relationships on a scale from people who you may talk to three, four times a year to people that you speak with three, four times a week. Both of those people are necessary in your life because you never know what they can do to help you. The second reason I believe 20-somethings hold on to these meaningless or toxic emotional relationships, and when I say relationships, I mean, you know, both friends and someone on a more intimate level like a partner. And I think the reason people sometimes hold, like, okay, I'm going to give an example. Sometimes... I talk to my girlfriends and they tell me that they stay in a relationship with the boy because, you know, A, the first reason being the time that they have been together, and B, they feel that they know the relationship is meaningless. And since they know the relationship is meaningless, they're just using it as um, a time consumer where they're just consuming time with this person instead of going out and finding other relationships because this is what's comfortable to them. So since they feel like they have it under control and they know that this is the person they may not want to be with for the rest of their life because the person may not be good for them, they feel that it is okay to hold on to the relationship when in fact it's not because Holding on to a relationship that you know is toxic is going to do way more emotional harm than it is help. No matter what you trick your mind into believing, you are still emotionally attached from that person, even uh, emotionally attached to that person, even though you know that the person may be toxic or the relationship is meaningless. You still have an emotional attachment to them. So if you have an emotional attachment to something that's meaningless, there's no way that that can be helpful to your emotional state of well-being. So I think it's also important to mention why 20-somethings keep these toxic relationships. And I think the number one reason behind 20-somethings holding on to these meaningless relationships is because of the time that was spent. It may be very hard to cut off a relationship with somebody you've been friends with for over 10 years at this point. But holding on to that friendship or holding it at such a high statue or valuing it to the utmost is what may be detrimental to a person. I'm not saying you have to completely cut the person out of your life, but you need to you need to find a good space where this toxic relationship is not toxic to you while you're still able to hold on to the relationship. So that doesn't mean that you can hang out with the person and talk to the person as much as you regularly do, but instead you have to create some distance between you and the person. And if you usually talk three to four times a week, start by trying to talk to the person only three to four times a month, which is still, which this person still has some type of 
hold on you and this is still somewhat of an intimate relationship but in your brain you just want to process that this relationship is not a good one so the title of my podcast is a conversation for 20 somethings by a 20 something yep that's right i'm still 20 something but i think i have enough knowledge to equip you with some tips and tools to help you better navigate through your 20s so i'm tori white 22 year old college senior And I'm going to be orchestrating this podcast today.